Hey, what's happening, No Sweat Evangelism Podcast listeners? Look, we got something brand new coming your way for the next, I think, about six podcasts that we're going to drop. So I'm super pumped about it. We're going to be interviewing some pastors uh, throughout our state who really are making an impact and a difference in the area of evangelism. And one of those individuals is Kevin Williams. And Kevin Williams is actually the pastor of First Baptist Church of Villarica. He's doing a phenomenal job there, just seeing the Lord do great things, draw many people to faith in Christ. And at the same time, Kevin has just been elected president of the Georgia Baptist Convention. So I'm pumped to have him on the line. Kevin, say what's up to everybody. What's going on, everyone? Hey, listen, appreciate you big time taking this particular uh, time out of your day to kind of have a conversation with us. So I'm just going to ask you a few questions, man, to let you kind of go. So uh, real quick, just not everybody knows your story. So take a minute and just share with us how you came to faith in Christ. I did not grow up in church, which does structure a lot of who I am today. Uh, You know, I totally agree we should all raise our children in church and grow them up in the way they should go. But I have great parents, uh, but we didn't grow up going to church. Although they weren't opposed to church, it just we didn't go. So uh, when I was 11 years old, um, I was invited to uh, a guy knocked on my door and invited me to vacation Bible school. I didn't know what that was, but I lived in the country, and my best friends were cows and goats and uh, squirrels. I mean, you know, and I had seven lakes around my house. So I fished a lot, but I didn't have any human beings to per se. So when I got invited to go to to uh, an event, I first question was, are there people there? So I went because uh, I was at home alone a lot and um, my parents were working. Mm-hmm. So I, I asked, call my mom, can I go? She said, yeah. So I ended up at old camp, United Methodist Church at a vacation Bible school. Wow. And this, uh, this young youth pastor was picking me up in the van and uh, so uh, my mom said I could go. So I went. And while we were on our way one day, he asked me if I knew who Jesus was. And to which I said, well, I've heard the name. Yeah. <laughs> and he said, well, let me tell you about him. So I could take you literally to the spot at that church in a Sunday school room where after he shared the gospel with me, he and I went to a Sunday school room, got on our knees and he led me to the Lord, and that Dude, was that's kind of how it happened. That is absolutely <laughs> so, awesome. So how old were you at that particular time, Kevin? 11 years old. 11 years old. Man, that's crazy. It's pretty amazing, but though, that you can me. you can actually remember him sharing the gospel with you, and that was the time Very frame you clearly. came to know the Christ. That's awesome. Hey, tell me this, man. I, I know you're passionate about reaching people with the gospel. Tell me kind of what drives that passion. Actually, when I got to school, uh, well, you know, I felt like God called me to ministry when I was around 24, 25 years old, went into the ministry, went to Fruitland Baptist Bible Institute. And while I was there, um, encountered, he was, it's kind of funny now, he was the president of the North Carolina Convention, but he was also the evangelism professor at Fruitland Baptist Bible Institute. So he was my pastor and my my teacher and he taught evangelism and when he began to share the importance of evangelism it just really hit me because I didn't grow up in church so I had a whole and I'd been in the military and just been back from there and seen some crazy things and I kind of understood the ways of the world and then when I understood what Jesus brought to the table you know that we could be saved that man it really hit me that this was the missing link and I had a lot of friends who didn't know Christ mm. and so it really hit me and I 
from that point on, and I think it was he uh, shared a message with us in class out of Ezekiel about sounding the alarm, and that that was our call. You know, our call was to, to sound the alarm. And uh, so that's, I mean, it kind of stuck with me, and it really got into And I just took off with that. So it became very passionate for me, and I just loved seeing people give their life to Christ. And, I mean, everybody I came in contact with, that's what I was doing. And I, I'll be honest with you, Levi, I really didn't know a whole lot about what I was doing right. other than, hey, man, eat Jesus. <laughs> that's right. That's <laughs> you know? right. I, I mean, I didn't know, and I, I was still learning. So, you know, it just developed in me from there. Man, that's pretty slick. Hey, tell me this. When you think about reaching people, I, I know you've already kind of mentioned the influence that that pastor and you know evangelism professor had on you. Is there someone else just throughout the years, and it, you know it doesn't have to be you know when you were twenty four, it could be recent that really yeah. has kind of helped fan okay. the flame of evangelism for you? Yeah, I mean, and I think it's when I look back on it now, it's kind of God just was preparing me the whole time. You know, everybody I was around, and maybe I was just drawn to those people too. But uh, people in my life, there was. You know, I told you Greg Mathis, and he was a pastor in, in North Carolina at Mud Creek. And then I went from there, went to work from Norman Hunt, Johnny Hunt's brother. Yeah. And so that's where I got really involved with the Hunt brothers. Got to know Johnny real well through all that. And uh, Norman, very passionate about evangelism. As a matter of fact, I was the evangelism minister on staff at his church. And uh, he, I, I felt like I was a hired gun is what I was. Yeah, so, sure. I uh, didn't even know you did All that. I did. No, for four years, I taught faith evangelism. Now, you talk, you know, the crazy part when I tell you this was back when we had about 300 people coming total to church. I mean, that was a good Sunday, about 300. Right. We, on Tuesday night, we had 100 plus coming to faith outreach. <laughs> That's and, pretty uh, awesome. So it was really cool. I mean, it was really cool what God was doing there. So we, there was not a year we didn't baptize over a hundred. Wow. Now, yeah. and there's been a ring of that up until COVID. Yeah, sure. Uh, we're everywhere, you know, and I went from Hunt's church to first Baptist Douglasville and where that's John Pennington. And he was, I mean, a passionate soul winner himself. Mm-hmm. So it just continued on with me. And so everywhere I've been, that's just been the leadership I've been under. They all cared about that. And uh, so that's always been, primo number one to me that's huge especially if you're a pastor right like uh your attitude towards evangelism actually is contagious so if you're not you know passionate about evangelism and sharing christ or you're not doing it yourself then you can't expect your church to be that way but if you really want to have an evangelistic church i mean you have to have you have to be an evangelistic pastor Kevin, I know that's that's what you are, and I know that's why you're seeing a lot of fruit in the context of the ministries you're involved in. But I think it's tremendous. You can kind of trace back your history in ministry, and everywhere you've been, you've just been around evangelistic guys. And I think that says yep. something, too, to all of us, right? If we want to have an evangelistic fervor, hang out with people who are evangelistic. You know, we kind of you know, rub off on each other. So I think that's tremendous, man. You've been in ministry several years. Is there anything uh, you've had to change in your method of sharing Jesus with others uh, throughout that time frame? For me, what's been more effective is I have found that cold calling works. I mean, you can lead people to Christ anyway, anytime, and that's I'm right. for any of it. But what I have found to be more successful, I would say, is relational evangelism, where somebody knows somebody, so you can connect the dots. 
uh, there's some guys that are all every Sunday I get out of church and they're up on the street corner by McDonald's with signs and bullhorns and mm-hmm. screaming, repent, you know, give your life to Christ. Well, I don't know that that's being very effective. Right. Um, I don't know how you're connecting there. So I, I do believe if I, anything I've learned over the years is how do you connect those people that you're witnessing to? Cause if they pray to receive Christ and you just leave them there, you know, I don't, I don't know <laughs> how that mm-hmm. works cause we're right. supposed to help grow them. Uh, I used to call it reach the lost and bring them across. You got to reach them, but you got to bring them across the mm-hmm. cross of Christ, but you got to bring them in across into the church and where you can develop them into great commission Christians. I'm still as evangelistic of a, as I've always been. I just try hard to develop those people that I'm reaching. Over the years I have seen though, you know, that, that relationship like you're talking about is very, very essential and just kind of connecting with people through people and then sharing Jesus. So I think that's pretty slick, man, the way you share that. That's good. Yeah. Hey, you're leading an evangelistic yeah. church right now. Uh, can you give our listeners a little insight into what it takes to lead a church to be evangelistic? It does flow from the top. It flows from the pulpit. And this is just really how I feel. I think you got to be a personal witness as much as you are a public witness. I think you got to right. do both. Um, you know, we got to be up in the pulpit sharing that and talking about the importance of that, but you also got to be out with the people one-on-one talking to them about it. When I came to Villarica, and that was where I was going to be the senior pastor for the first time. I went in there with the whole, my whole attitude, we're going to reach West Georgia for Jesus. We're going to reach the state for Jesus. We're going to reach the country for Jesus. We're going to reach the world for Jesus. And I mean, I really had that full blown mission mentality. So I went in there with that expectation. And while the church had never really had that, type of expectation put on them. Some of them struggled at first. They really did. Some of the members, but I went in there guns blazing and, um, that was just, and I was not going to be deterred. I think part of that for a pastor going into a church and at a church is the attitude and you got to go in, we're going to reach people and, and sell And then I started celebrating those victories. That's right. So, I mean, the first Sunday, now God bless, I have to be, you know, I went in there as hard as I could. And the first Sunday when I preached there as the pastor, not the trial sermon, but when I went in to be the pastor, the first Sunday, we had 42 people come forward. And then the next, another 42 people. So, I mean, it was right out the gate like that. And so the strength grew from there. And then we just kept building the momentum and, me telling the church repeatedly and every, and I still do it. I've been doing it for over seven years now. Yeah. You know, we had two people get saved last night. And right. so, so, I mean, this, the mentality is we got to reach people. And uh, so I keep that in front of them constantly. And they now seven and over seven years later, they bought into it yeah. and they, they believe, you know, and I learned that from Johnny and all those guys. I mean, that's just what they do. They keep it in front of them all the time. Okay, and I just want to repeat for those listening uh, what you said that I really dig. You know, you need, you need to be a public witness uh, and a personal witness. And, I, you know, I heard it said one time, if you share the gospel as a pastor every week, you will never be without an illustration on Sunday. And that's very biblical. I mean, you know, Peter says we were called out of darkness into the light so that we could proclaim the excellencies of him who called us. Uh, so proclaiming the excellencies means that we are really telling people about Jesus. I mean, that's why we were brought into the kingdom. 
And I, I appreciate the fact that you've led, you know, in every, you know, church you've been a part of, uh, that evangelistic effort. I think that's tremendous. Here's my last question for you. And this, this is like, okay. you know, a deep thought right here. Don't feel like you got to give a deep answer, but right. if you could go back in time and talk to yourself, just beginning ministry, what would you say to yourself? Always stay the course. Don't, don't let people deter you. I've had people tell me you need to calm down. Oh, yeah, sure. I can't do that. But it deters me, especially when there was somebody who was older, you know, been in church their whole life. And they, and they literally have made those statements, and we joke about it, but I've heard them. Oh, you'll calm down. Oh, you'll get over that. And these are, sometimes it's been other ministers. But I, I've just come to a point where I just realized that, man, that's just people being people, and i got to be me. And I know what God's called me to do. Stay the course. Don't don't let don't let people deter you from doing what you've been called to do. And and I was talking to a gentleman here at my house this today. He came out here to do some work on something, and we got to talking about that. And he said, "You know, I used to be a hardcore witness for Jesus." And he said, "But something's just happened to me." He said, "I used to tell everybody I came in contact with." And he said, "I guess I've just become complacent." And and I said, "But you know what, bro? Everybody can do that. Everybody can become complacent. Anybody." And, uh, you know, I, I don't want that to happen. So I want to stay the course and keep fighting the good fight and finish the race and keep the faith, as Paul wrote. So I just that's what I want to do. That's good, man. I love that. You guys have heard it, right, from Pastor Kevin and the president, by the way. He has said to us, <laughs> stay the course. I dig it. Hey, listen, if you're listening today and you're looking for a resource to help your church become evangelistic, we have a resource called No Sweat Evangelism. It's a simple tool to teach people how to share Christ. So if you want to get a hold of that or at least take a look at it, go to nosweatevangelism.com. That's nosweatevangelism.com. And as always, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to listen to us today. And hopefully you've been encouraged just to stay the course and continue to share Jesus Christ. And I want to say once again, thanks a ton to Kevin Williams for spending a little time with us today and hope you are blessed. I also want to thank our producer in the background here, Mr. Graham. Uh, He is the man taking care of business. So God bless you. Have a great, great day.